Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Lynn Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Before we hear tonight's story, Fibber and Molly would like you to listen to this. Folks, I'd venture to say that most of you know what real trouble, sickness, and accidents can bring a family, especially if it's Dad who gets ill or injured. Not only are medical expenses budget-breaking, but if Dad's salary check is cut off when he's unable to work, things can be rough and tough for the whole family. We're talking, of course, about the Prudential Insurance Company's new income protection and hospital and surgical expense plans. These new plans of Prudential's are outstanding in the field of sickness and accident insurance. They've got certain protective features few other plans have. So, friends, to get the facts on how you can meet the high cost of sickness and accidents for your family, we've got a folder we want you to have. It'll give you an idea how the Prudential can tailor sickness and accident plans to fit your family needs. Just write your name and address on a card with the word sickness and accident. And send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212. Newark, New Jersey. That's box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Do it today, huh? It's important for you and for your family. Social note. Mr. and Mrs. Fibber McGee and Mr. and Mrs. Mortimer Toops had dinner together this evening, followed by several games of cards. The thing I can't make up my mind about is whether you're concentrating on the cards, Viv, or you're just plain asleep. McGee? Mm. Huh? Oh, what? Mabel was asking if you were concentrating on which card to play, or... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing. Concentrating. Sounded to me like it was snoring. I don't snore, Mort. I'm just a baritone breather. Now, let me see you. Lean over this way, Molly. Yes? You want to know what card to play? No, no. What card game are we playing? It's Canast. Oh, yeah. And your name is Fibber McGee. Mm. And seeing as it's 10.45 p.m., I think we've had enough. Sure, it's okay by me. Well, I'll say one thing for you, Fib. You play cards better in your sleep and when you don't know which game it is. That's pure instinct, Mabel. Yeah. Ever tell you about the time in the Tomahawk Hotel in Busted Bowl, Wyoming, when I played poker six days and six nights without taking my clothes off once? No. How long ago was this? Oh, I was around 1912, I guess. Why? Well, it's kept over 40 years. How about saving it another couple of days, hmm? Oh, frankly, I think we should quit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pardon me for yawning. It's very contagious, you know. Oh. Sure is. Did I ever tell you how I made 10 million people yawn all at the same time? Oh, when'd that happen, Fib? Just a few weeks ago, and there's no use saving this. When me and Molly were in Chicago for that stockholders meeting, we took a tour through the NBC television studios. Yeah. There was this announcer on the air, and I happened to look at him and yawn at the same time, and he happened to catch my eye, and he yawned, and they tell me everybody looking at the program did exactly the same thing. You don't need TV to make people yawn, Fib. No. <laughs> he can do it with radio. Can't you, sweetheart? <sighs> Phew. I'm tired. Well, I guess we all are. Yeah, I got a big day out of me. Well, then, let's all together. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, boy, that dinner. Sure was swell. I'm stuffed. 
I haven't ate so much since, oh, since... Since New Year's Day, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, say, let me tell you the recipe I ran across for a low-calorie dessert, Mal. It's called Orange Dream Oh, Cake, for Pete's I... sake, Mabel, the McGee's are tired. Don't keep well, them Well, now, up this on. is only going to take a minute more. You boys can get the coats out. Now, go on. You don't use any sugar at all. Just a third a cup of margarine, two eggs. We might as well sit down again, Mort. This could take all night, because when they start swapping recipes... <laughs> And the nicest part of it is you save 90 calories on every single slice. I timed her an hour and seven minutes. It's now 11.55. Say, I never did finish telling you about that poker game in the Tomahawk Hotel and Busted Bow, did I, Mort? You know, look, I really think we ought to break this thing up, don't you? Those were my exact words there at the Tomahawk Hotel after we'd been playing for six days and six nights, Mort, without a break. I think we ought to break this thing up, I says. Of course, I sent every one of the other players to the cleaners, but boy, did I need a shower. The cards have gotten so dirty, you couldn't lift a spade without it. Time went to, Mabel. Past midnight, and I don't know when we've stayed up so late, but we've had so much fun, though. Oh, so we... Now we can just get Morton Fibb to stop yakking about Honestly, those two. <laughs> and they talk about us girls talk. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous, did you see the outfit Betsy McDonald was wearing at the luncheon? That suit. Wasn't that murder? She looked like she was dressed for a sack race. <laughs> and she spends a fortune for clothes, Mabel. Yeah. No taste at all. McGee says she always looks like they dressed her by painting her with glue and chasing her through a rummage sale. <laughs> And when that sister-in-law of hers came in, you know, the one from New York with all the money? Story of the poker game at the Tomahawk Hotel in Busted Bow, Wyoming. <sighs> Sleepy. Yeah, me too. Tomahawk Hotel, that's an Indian name, huh? No, I think he was English, Mort. Uh, who? The guy they named the hotel for. Thomas Hawkins, his name was. Everybody called him Tommy Hawk because he was a very sharp guy. Kind of hatchet face and quite a blade among the local squaws. Tommy was... Look, got... look, Fib, the girls are on their feet. They're standing up. That means we're breaking up, finally. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I'll help you get the coats and... Oh, oh, where are you going now, Molly? Out to the kitchen. If you boys are determined to make a night of it, Mabel and I will make a pot of coffee. If you get the cups out, Mabel, I'll put the coffee on. <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Anyone who isn't convinced America is the land of opportunity just doesn't know the facts. Let's take a look at what's going on. For one thing, this country is growing at an amazing rate. By 1960, our population will be close to 180 million. To meet this increase, we need more homes, more schools, more hospitals, more automobiles, more highways, more of everything. Sections of many cities, and in some instances, entire cities need modernizing. And food production must be vastly increased. More factories are needed to meet the industrial expansion caused by atomic research, electronics, biochemistry, jet propulsion, and other miracles of today's age. And this tremendous multiple expansion adds up to more employment, increased opportunities, and greater security than America has ever known. Learn about the opportunities ahead by writing to Box 1776, Grand Central Station, New York City, for the free booklet, The Future of America. The better you know America, the better the future looks.
No, no, thanks. No more coffee for me. Might keep me awake the rest of the night. What there is of it. <gasps> me too. Well, I'll cut this story short, Ma. Anyway, like I say, she took the material back to the store again, and by that time, they were so sick of looking at her and that faded chintz, they were ready to scream. I can imagine. So the manager says, what seems to be the trouble? And she says, the slip cover on my sofa is lumpier than ever, and if you don't straighten it out properly, I'm going to... The decorating department said to her, we finally located the trouble, madam. No wonder the slipcover on your sofa was so lumpy, he said. Your husband was underneath it. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mabel, that story is so unbelievable, I believe it. Oh, my stars, I've been shattering away like a loose shutter in a high wind. Look at the time. Yes, and look at our husbands. McGee, what are you two doing? Mort had never played Shrekish, so I'm showing him the game. Be through in a minute. Well, what the dickens is Shrekish? My own game. I invented it. It's uh, checkers played backwards. Uh, you do everything in reverse. Uh, you try to lose instead of win. Everything. <laughs> It'd be fun if I wasn't so sleepy. No more. Don't move there. Don't move there. Holy smoke. Now i got to take your king and three other... Yipes. If I don't watch out and concentrate here, you're going to lick the squares off the inventor of this game. Come on, boys, break it up. On your feet, fellas. You know what time it is? Yeah, yeah, I should have broke this up long ago. Only thing is, I hate to quit when I'm ahead like this. I got three bucks of Fib's money here. You and... got four dollars and forty-two cents of it, to be exact. That's what you got. How about one more game, double or nothing? I can get even, and as soon as I do, I'll... Well, we might as well sit down, Mabel. I'm going to lean my head back and relax a little. <laughs> Make sixteen dollars and how many cents I owe you? Yeah, let me see. Uh, hey, hey, I just noticed something. Uh huh. What'd you notice? What? Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah, I was right. Oh, cry me. I guess you don't owe me anything. What? Oh, no wonder I got rid of all my checkers so fast every game. I've been playing with two less checkers than you got. Only got ten blocks in the set. Oh, well, my gosh. No wonder I couldn't beat you. Boy, that's a relief. Well. Well, now that I'm even again, there's no reason why we can't break this up. Yeah, it's fine by me. Uh, hey, Mabel, Fib says... Just a minute, Mort. Molly's showing me something. And every third stitch, you drop a stitch, you see. Yeah. And it comes out just beautiful. Oh, isn't that mm -hmm. My Aunt Sarah makes some of the pretty... Oh, for the gee whiz, Molly. Uh, could I talk with you for a minute? Excuse us a second, will you? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I want to talk to Mort myself. If this isn't the silliest night, what is it, McGee? Look, Ma, I can't hold out any longer. If I don't get some sleep, there ain't going to be any sparkle in my eyes tomorrow. Well, why don't you... That's just what I'm going to do. I'm going upstairs and come down wearing my pajamas. Oh, McGee, you can't do that. Any law against it? If that don't work, I'll turn off the heat and freeze them out. Of all the thick-skinned people. Wait a minute, dearie. A minute? I've waited for hours. If they're going to stay all night, we should have gave them the spare bedroom. This is ridiculous. But, McGee... I'm through being polite and pussyfooting around. Mort! Mabel! I hate to be rude or anything, but... Do you kids by any chance know what time it is? Yeah, sure. It's about 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. That's right. 3.30 a.m. Don't you think it's about time somebody went home and let somebody else go to sleep? Yes, Bib, I certainly do. I'm glad you agree. Well? Well what, McGee? Well, I guess I gotta come right out and say it. Why don't you two go home? Oh, McGee, please, don't you... I'll tell him, Molly... 
Feb, we can't go home. <laughs> can't go home? Why not? Because we are home. Sure. What? Oh, my God. We've been waiting for you two to go home. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but this is the silliest thing. <laughs> We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Keeping informed in this busy world of ours is no problem if you're tuned to NBC. And the latest addition to NBC's fine news lineup is Henry J. Taylor, whose weekly commentary, Your Land and Mine, is heard every Monday evening. This noted journalist and commentator travels extensively here and overseas, and he talks to the men who make the headlines, the leaders in international affairs, industry, and politics. It's his business to report what these men are saying, what they're doing, and how their actions affect your life and the life of the nation. Each broadcast of Your Land and Mine is devoted to giving you a global view of the news and a penetrating look behind the headlines for an understanding of the complex and intricate forces at work in the world today. Henry J. Taylor brings you the latest reports and a glimpse of tomorrow's big issues in both domestic and international happenings. You'll hear all the news that changes and influences this country. Listen every Monday evening for Henry J. Taylor in Your Land and Mine, brought to you by NBC. You were so fuzzy-headed, you tried to run the Toopses out of their own house. And at 3.30 in the morning... I ate too much dinner. And with the lights down and me half asleep, their living room could pass for our living room anyhow. <laughs> well, they tried to get you to say it for three hours, and so did I. So say it. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Dawes Butler and Mary Jane Croft as Mort and Mabel Toops. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow night for more fun with Fibber McGee and Molly. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.